Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Would you let your daughter's boyfriend stay over in the same bedroom? And my daughter is 17. She keeps asking me if her boyfriend can stay over. They've been together for just under a year. And he's a really nice lad. But we're worried that she's too young to be having a sexual relationship. And that it will set a bad example to her younger brother and sister who are 14 and 10. His parents, who are lovely, and we've known them for years, are far more, far more relaxed and let her stay around at their place all the time. So she's always staying in their house now, and we hardly ever see her. My husband is adamant she's too young to be sleeping with her boyfriend in our house. What do you think? Now, there was a dilemma, by the way, that we saw. I think it was on Mum's Net or something like that. But anyway, I thought it was interesting. Maybe you've been in this situation, a similar situation. Would you have a problem with your teenager, pardon me, being in a room with their boyfriend or girlfriend, for that matter. I mean, how do you strike a balance between, I suppose, not being the killjoy of a parent, but also having an appropriate level of boundaries? I mean, how do you how do you strike that balance? Now, remembering, of course, they're 17 and 18 years of age. It's not illegal. She's over the age of consent. He's 18, so he's not clearly taking advantage of her. I mean, he's a boy, and a young man at that, and young men tend to want things like that. Um, so... There's nothing illegal about what they're doing. Yes, disrespectful. I would have never done it at my parents' house. That wouldn't have been a thing uh, in my day. Nowadays, things are very different, I suppose. Well, so I'm led to believe. Wouldn't be happening under my roof if I had had to do with it. If I had a decision to make, it wouldn't be happening. I wouldn't be allowing it. But that's just me. I'm a little bit conservative. I'm not a prude by any stretch of the imagination, but I am conservative. So, you know, my son or daughter if I had a decision in that matter, um, wouldn't be having boyfriends and girlfriends over at 16 and 17 years of age or 18 years of age and sleep in the same bedroom with them. Yeah, wouldn't be happening. Maybe a bit older, I might think about it, but even then I would think it would be wrong of them to even put me in that position because I think it's disrespectful to your parents. It's your parents' home. But then again, I'm conservative, so I expect you to disagree with me. Uh, the number's 87 how do you strike a balance between not being the killjoy, you know, and having an appropriate level of boundaries? And how would you react in this situation? The mother seems to be okay with it. doesn't actually say that, but she seems to be okay because she says, my husband is adamant she's too young to be sleeping with her boyfriend in her house. What do you think? So I'm assuming she seems to think it's okay, but the husband doesn't. And fathers, particularly when it comes to their daughters, tend to be a little bit more protective like that. If it was their son, they might think differently. But with their daughters, huh? nobody sleep with my baby girl in my house. That's the way they think. Uh, the number's 87 What would you do in that situation? And is it okay for your son and daughter, 18 years of age, 19 years of age, whatever it is, to sleep with their partners in your home? When you might have younger children as well, by the way. And, you know, those younger children are looking at, you know, their older sibling, saying, Jesus, what they're going to do it. I'll do it when I get older. And, you know, maybe it's a bad example to be setting. Let me know. The number is 087-188-0008. Keith, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Keith? Niall, how are things? Now, Keith, I don't, do you have kids, Keith? Well, this, this is controversial. I actually don't know. Um, but I was with girls who've had kids uh, in other relationships and that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, and I would like to think... Uh, that I would be progressive enough to, to allow that, especially at that age. Um, and I suppose, you know, as you're saying, you're much more conservative. I would think that I'm much more progressive. It is a legal age. Um, and I think a lot of it to do with Anoil, quite frankly, is to do with boundaries at home. This is definitely something that she should have spoke to or should have had this conversation with her mother and father well in advance of the idea of a boyfriend coming across. So it's definitely something that needs to be spoken about in the home before it's put on the parents. Do you know mm. the way? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think parents can approach it in a different way because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of kids growing up now don't necessarily have that birds and the bees talk. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't um, have that kind of relationship with their parents. They don't, yeah, exactly. Whereas some homes, you would have that relationship. I definitely see in my industry where, uh, you know, kids are 17, 16, 17 would have a really, really close relationship with their, with their mother uh, and their father and they'd be almost like friends rather than parents. And what, so, sorry, I, what industry is that, Keith, if you don't mind me asking? Um, you don't have to tell me where you work, but what do you do? 
Um, so I am in the outdoor industry. So okay. I teach education through adventure. So why would oh, right, okay, okay. and kids together? Sorry, I was just being time. nosy there. Sorry. Yeah, kid. yeah, no, absolutely <laughs> not. So obviously when, when we're doing meet and greet and that kind of stuff, I would meet the parents with the kids and you okay. can see that relationship that they have, that they're, they're almost like friends rather than... than you know, and I think kids. children nowadays have a different relationship with the parents than I would have had with my parents. My parents were my parents. You know, yeah. and my and you look, I probably get it from them. My father was very conservative. He was a, mm-hmm. a devout Catholic, uh, yeah. although sometimes he didn't behave that way. But anyway, but yeah, he was a devout no. Catholic, but very strict, no bad language, none of that carry on. We, the, the word sex would never be discussed in my house. Never, of course. when I was a child. And when yeah. I say even a teenager, never discussed. You know, so and that, they, they were they were very different times then. Like of course, yeah. Too, and you know, I was brought up by my grandmother as well. So the same thing, you know, as as an altar boy and that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, If you've seen two people kissing on TV at night time watching a movie, my nanny be like, yeah, switch it off. Disgusting. You know, <laughs> yeah. switch it off. And it's just yeah. a peg on the cheek, and you're thinking, oh Jesus Christ. Um, but I just do think that we live in very different times, and we need to take that into consideration too. Um, and as I said, more so than any else, I do see a lot of time with kids, the relationships they have with their parents, they wouldn't be as strict as what you would have with your parents growing up and certainly being my grandmother and my mother. Yeah. Um, very, very different. You know, uh, sex is... But I mean, the now. thing about it is, when we talk about boundaries and morals and everything else, I know we live in a progressive society and I know we live in very different times, but sometimes tradition is not such a bad thing or conservatism from the past is not such a bad thing to instill good morals into people. I mean, even now, for example, if my mother was alive, um, I wouldn't go to my mother's house with my partner and sleep in the same bed. I wouldn't. And I'm 57. Yeah. And just out of respect, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. And I think that's because of the values that's been instilled in you since you were a kid. Whereas now the values that's been instilled in children are very different than what we had when we were growing up. Mm. You know, it's the, the, the perspective is very, very different. The contrast is very different. I mean, would you, and, in your granny's house, because you said you were raised by your granny, would you, yeah. would you have slept with your partner, you know, when, when you were, I'm not talking about when you were 17, but even, no, yeah. I don't know what age you were when you left there. Yeah, so, no, I wouldn't have. And it's not because um, it, was, it was a subject at the time. But I remember sitting down with my grandmother and my girlfriend at the time when I was 18. And my grandmother siding with me wanting to spend more time with my girlfriend over my mother. My mother was, no, it's not happening because at the time, long story short, my girlfriend had a kid for somebody else at 18. I met her. My ma wasn't having any of it. And my nanny was all aboard. She thought it was a great thing that we was doing and all the rest. So she supported that. So even though she was a devout Catholic, she was very progressive too. Um, so a lot of that would come from... A lot of how I think would come from my grandmother, like, you know, she's dead 15 odd years, like, but still to this day, I still say that she would have, was a very progressive woman. Right, okay. If, if, if push came to shove, I could put my hand on my heart and say, Nanny, you know, I want Lisa to stay over tonight, is it okay? The, 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 the mention of sex, would, it wouldn't even be a subject. It would be like, oh yeah, okay, son, that's, that's okay, she can stay and whatever else it's going to be. It would be not, none of this sofa stuff because she knew that she could take me at face value and she knew the values that she had instilled in me. So, it would have never even come into our head about sex, whereas now we automatically think that it's about sex. Mm. I've got a friend from Dublin, and his girlfriend is in Kerry, and, um, you know, he, he's 18. Well, was, you know, four years ago. He's in the outdoor industry too. Long story short, he could stay over, but he wasn't allowed to stay in the same room, and whole family would be devout Catholics. But yet, when he went to Dublin, his mother had no problem with them staying over. But at right. the same time, because they're mature enough, they know that they wouldn't, they won't know. Like, he said it to me, point, or they said, what, what's that about? Like, is that not feel weird? And he said, no, no, like, we don't do anything like that. It's my mass home. You know, we wouldn't get up to that kind of stuff. So again, I think we can jump the gun too, too much as well with the assumption that when they stay over that they just want to have sex. But we, te- stop, we fail to realise what the kids are thinking and how awkward it would feel about them having sex in the house. Because you often turn around and say, oh, just talking to my aunt about having sex. Do you know? I know. It would grow gross, yeah. Yeah. When you think, when you think about it, it would, wouldn't it? it would, Even though you know. knew it had, to, it had to be happening. Of course. But we, we, all the time, we jump the gun with the assumption of how we think, but we don't think about what they're thinking. Do they want to just spend time with each other? So what is, what is the stigma around it? I mean, I've it's a it's clearly psychological. But even you know when you have your own kids and you know you're having sex with your missus or whatever it is in the house, 
you're kind of trying to be quiet. You're trying not to even breathe <laughs> because you don't want them to know. And like, and they're, yeah, and they're they're older, you know. And you're saying, oh, yeah. like, surely they understand, like, we're doing it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Well, there's, there's a taboo attached to it, isn't there? Isn't that, and there shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, what? No, I, I don't know what that's all about. That taboo but, around but it, sex. Yeah. It, again, it, it, what it's all about is how we grow up. It's, it's our culture. It's our generation of Irish people. Yeah, but and I want to be clear. By the way, when I say I'm a conservative, I'm certainly not a prude. I'm, far, oh, I'm no, as far as as far from being a prude as you could possibly have. Just because I'm a conservative, does, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, but it's just my moral values might be slightly different. That's all. Yeah, but yeah. I think and that's and that's okay too. Like, but sometimes you need to switch our moral compass and put it in another direction and think about what other people are thinking. As I said, like we always jump the gun and assume that when they go up there, they're going to be having sex or they're going to be up to no good. But that's their mind because of how we were brought up, how we were reared, and that's just how we think. We're almost conditioned to think like that. But the reality of it is. It's not quite the case. Am I am I outdated, Keith? Then, in my views, generally, when it comes to these things, do I need to change? I mean, are, you know, am I a dinosaur? Are conservative views outdated, or do they still play play a, a role in society in no, stopping I, things from going too quickly forward? If you know what I mean. Well, I, I think respectfully, perhaps they are a little. I mean, I'm all about like I. I've got very old-fashioned values. I really and truly do. And like you, Niall, I am far from a prude. <laughs> and I believe you me far from it. But I think that we have to be progressive enough to take on the thoughts and opinions of the kids of 17 and 18. Because when we were 17 and 18, or no, certainly when I was 17, I was still quite innocent. Far from it now. Yeah, I would have been too, yeah. Yeah, but now 17-year-olds, when you look at a 17-year-old, even the way they dress, how they look, how they speak, I have conversations with them all the time you nearly put 25 on them. So you're nearly adding five years onto them because of their, their mental capacity. Like, you know? Well, I suppose a lot of that's to do with the internet and the information available yeah, to them exactly. as well. Yeah, exactly. They're much more intellectually competent, intellectually competent than what we were at 17. And I have no problem saying that. And we need to take that into consideration too, you know, and take a step back about how we think. Yeah, sometimes we I start feeling like me dad, you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> because when, when my kids were kind of younger, 11 or 12, and something would come on the television yeah. about a vagina, I'd be going... <laughs> hey, hey, hey! And my daughter there, going back about uh, two years ago, she was doing some course or something in school. She was um, heading towards her leaving start at the time, and she was doing some course. And she was listening to something on Netflix. They told them to watch some program on Netflix about sex. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. And she was at the kitchen counter, and all I could oh, hear was yeah. this program was on. I was writing something down, and I heard yeah. the penis and the vagina. And I'm going, I said, Jesus Christ, this is my 17 year old daughter listening to things about penises and vaginas. And I said, do you really have to do that here? Can you not just do that somewhere else? And she started breaking her sight laughing and thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> but, the, but the reason that is is because that's how, that's how you were brought up, you see. And now you're a father, you're thinking it's all sorts of wrongs, whereas maybe perhaps you need to just move a little bit with the progression. Like, it's great to have those values still instilled and you can have old-fashioned values. Well, I think, I think conservatism in the world is important because otherwise, I believe, and I'm not I'm trying to sound bad by saying this, but I believe that the world would run away with itself if there wasn't conservatives in the world. There oh. always has to be... It's like having the lead on the dog, isn't it? You know, if you don't have the lead on the dog, the dog will just run away. But once you have the yeah, lead yeah. on, you can walk with the dog and let it go at a certain speed. And yeah, so, I mean, yeah. if we didn't have the conservatives... You know, a lot of the stuff that we have now might have happened 20 years ago. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that might happen in 20 years would be happening now. It, it kind of just keeps a rain on things a little bit. Because there's always going to be a dissenting voice, you know what I mean? Yeah, it does. And, and to be honest with you, I agree, you know, but we do live, and we do live in a cancel culture too now, nowadays. So we need, to keep, we need to keep a check on that as well. But we can't, we can't pull it back too far because you can't stop Oh, well, the cancel culture is getting outrageous now at this stage. It's, it's just gone out of control. Oh, yeah. Well, it, well, what's happened is there's been a flip, right? I mean, you, well, conservatives are generally considered to be right-wing. I don't yeah. consider myself to be right-wing. I probably lean to the right. Um, yeah. But I, I don't like this whole idea of you've got the extreme right, the nut jobs, right? And you've got the extreme yeah, yeah. left who are equally nut jobs, by the way. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I think the problem is nowadays is that the right-wing were always the one who censored everybody. If you go back in time... You know, to you know, the Catholic Church and all that kind yeah. of thing. There was books on abortion were never available in this country. Um, there was, uh, you know, the life of Brian was banned. All that kind mm-hmm. of stuff was banned on television. So they tried to silence everything, right? Yeah. And and the left were constantly fighting to, oh, let us see it, let us do it, let us, you know, buy it, whatever it was, yeah. condoms, whatever it was. Yeah. Now we've got a complete switch around the other way, whereas Man. the right wing are trying to say something and the left are saying, no, you can't say that. You can't talk about yeah. that. No, you're not allowed to do that. It's you know right? flipped. Yeah, it's completely flipped. Okay, but yeah. stay there a second if you can. Let me just go to Angela. Yeah. Angela, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Angela? 
I'm grand. How are you? Good. Now, so, Angela, getting back to this this story of the teenagers. So, she's 17, he's 18. Dad is not too impressed by the idea of them sleeping in the same in their house together. Oh, no, please don't change. Are you muffled, okay. Angela? Are you, down, are you inside a cornflake box? Are you in a well? Or you sound a bit... No, no, no. Are you dying no. in a cold? No, is that better? Well, okay. Might or, be. Is that better? <laughs> That's better. Yeah, I had you on the... the um, you didn't put me on speakerphone, did you? I was in the car, I was in the car. Right. Um, but please don't change, because I think it's just so nice to have respect and have morals, and that's, that's what it comes down to. Mm. Not open hell would I ever... I don't, well, I obviously won't be, because I don't have kids. But no way, no way. My roof, just have some respect. And, you know, I, I think that's what happened. I mean... If you look at the amount of kids out there that are having kids, there is one thing. That's why. Because nowadays we're going, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, you go on off. You can sleep with whoever you want. You can sleep wherever you want. You can. And that's what it is. You know, parents, again, like as, as that guy said, I'm so sorry I forgot his name. Um, Keith. Keith. That's, yeah, but Keith is saying, you know, Angela, you're like me, maybe a little bit conservative about this and, and have different moral values, but it's time, you know, the likes of me and you, and you're not as old it? as me, we kind of moved on a little bit and just let go a little bit. But why is it? Why is it time to let go of those kind of res- respectful things that we grew up with? You know, because as, as Keith had said there, you know, he sees the change that parents aren't, a lot of them are, you know aren't parents anymore, they're nearly friends. Yeah, but we do change. I mean, if I look at my views now compared to my views when I was 21, for example, I'm yeah. very different now. To the, you know, I mean, the thoughts that I have in relation to all things are very different now, you know, well, because so I've, I've eased back a little bit on some of my views, obviously. Completely. But yeah. you would never have asked your mother or father. No, no. no. Wouldn't have even been a thought. That's what I'm saying. Kids are kids. But we're treating them like adults. We're treating them like adults starting way too young. A 17-year-old is still a kid. But a 17-year-old now, from what Keith's saying, is not the same thing as a 17-year-old in 1980. And that's wrong. But that's that's not their fault. They have the technology, the the information available to them, the the form of education they have, the world they live in is different. I I still think that if we had all of that back then... I never would have asked my mum and dad to go to boyfriend's day over. It's not open else. And even at that, as I've told you before, with, with my ex-husband, like, when we were engaged, we still slept in separate rooms in my parents' house. Mm. Now, not in his parents' house, because they, they were, like, staying in the room together, but nothing would ever happen. You know? And I, I just think that but that's more about you being just embarrassed, wouldn't it, as well, I suppose? No, it was, it was pure respect. Because you didn't want your ma to hear you doing the deed. Well, he's he quiet. I don't know whether you're a screamer or not, Angela, but you didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard next door. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't want your ma to hear. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's not even that. It wasn't I didn't want her to hear. It's like, I just, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, no, I know, you I know. know. And, like, especially... Like, I know people who leave their, you know, 16, 17-year-old, you know, 18-year-old kids, their their boyfriend and that stay over, and our girlfriends, and I just wouldn't be able to do it. Mm. You know? And I, I do think it's down to respect. Now, I know the times have changed, and I know kids are getting younger now that they're older. You understand they're being treated older, and I don't like that. I really don't like it. When you see half of the, you know what I mean, even more than half of the girls, and the way they go out. I hear kids, you know, of a young age, you know, when the nightclubs were open and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, my daughter would be going over to the nightclub, whatever nightclub was locally, you know. And and I hear conversations, uh, and taxi drivers would be telling me as well, from kids who are going to junior discos at 15 and 16, talking about sexual positions and things that I don't even know what they mean. Now, maybe that's just my naivety, just the, the wording they use. Now, don't get me wrong, I obviously know what they are, what the positions yeah. are, what things they're talking about. But just, you know, like, I would have never heard a 15-year-old, Keith, 
1970 and 1980, you know, talking about the types of things that they talk about now at 15 years of age. Which there wasn't no. a- well, hang, well, hang on, sorry, Keith. Do you understand what I'm saying? Have we lost, have kids lost their innocence? Well, they, they have lost innocence. And I remember having this conversation with you uh, before on the show, actually it was about uh, the sex industry and that kind of stuff. And again, it just comes back to the influence and the information that's available to them on TikTok, on Instagram. Sure, some of the stuff you can access on Instagram in terms of pornography is just off, off the charts. You, you don't get porn on TikTok. Um, it's, it's, it's out there. And even these new TikTok leggings that they're wearing. So again, oh it's, all this, wow. it's all this. T- now, now, hold on. Stop for a second. Somebody mentioned that on the air the other day, and I still haven't had an explanation for it. What, oh, are, what are TikTok leggings? Oh, my God. They're, oh, basically, they're basically leggings that quite literally actually lift up the arse of, of a woman. And what they do is they kind of flatten her stomach. But what happens is, you know, the, the stitching in the middle of it is actually kind of elasticated. So it literally, it quite literally makes, makes the girl's arse stand out, quite literally. And this is a big trend now. I, honest to God, Noel, and I wish I never had to say this, but I actually had a kid on a session a few weeks back that was wearing them. And I actually said to the mother, she can't wear them out in sessions. There's actually, it's not happening. Like, you know, she goes, no, I tried to tell her not to put them on. I said, well, I can tell you now, not on my session because I had half girls and half boys. And it was off the chart to think that the parent even allowed her to And what what age group are you talking? I'm talking between uh, 13 and 16. Oh my. Yeah, Yeah, sorry, Angela. Yeah, TikTok leggings. Get back. Sorry, go on. Angela. I'm going to say something here which is totally inappropriate, but you will see where... There's nothing wrong with that. It's after nine o'clock. People say worse than that, but go on. There we go. Right. It is now nearly a thing that you show off your camel toe rather than not. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So they're encouraged to... The, the camel toe was always for... People know what the oh. camel toe is. I don't need yeah, to explain. Yeah, yeah. It was always a thing of embarrassment somewhat, wasn't yeah. it? Not anymore. Not anymore. Now it's a thing. My niece... My niece walked in in a pair the last day she was 16 and i my i my eyes i was just like oh my god is there no shame in the world and you see this is the thing about what's going on is that we have to realize that even though you might have conservative viewers Noel, and that lady on the phone has conservative viewers what goes on behind closed doors with their friends and what they're doing online you can't change that you'll never change that from hell or high water because they want to be with the program they want to be part of the trend and if they're not then they're seen as outsiders so what we need to do is strike that balance at home and I'm the first to always say it is that you are and should be the perfect reflection of your parents so you you can be with those kind of girls or those kind of lads but you can still have uh, morals deeply instilled in you. Do you know, respect and that kind of stuff. So that's what I mean about if this girl wants to stay over her boyfriend, it doesn't, even though we know what's going on out there through the influence of social media, we shouldn't always think like that because immediately we go to default by thinking the worst of what's going to happen because of what we see out there. Okay, okay. The well, 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 well hang on for a second. Let me just bring Michael in on this as well. Michael, you're an Ireland's classic. You know, yeah, well, Michael, we've moved on now to TikTok leggings or something. Wait, I know, I'm sure you don't know anything about that, Michael. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm on the, oh, I'm on the old <laughs> Oh, right, okay. It's all, it's all new now today. All, but, um, what you were saying about, um, yeah, it's... The young, yeah, the young people sleep, well, your daughter or son, well, particularly your daughter, sleeping with her boyfriend, you know, at 17 or 18 in your home. Would you allow it? I did think about it. I, I had a long thought about it, and I and I was saying to myself, well, if they're the, I mean, eighty, yeah, it's understandable. Uh, they're not children, um, but they're not, they're not, they're not fully adults either. Mm-hmm. But, but they're in between. Yeah. But sometimes you have to trust people, and I would rather, even though I probably would probably. I probably would be upstairs. Don't get me wrong, though. I'm not perverted or anything. <laughs> right, I know. But, uh, but, but um, I, would rather, I would rather that to be in my home than in some B&B or hotel for the night. Exactly, right. Yeah. Where, where that's my worry, you know, and then, like, they never tell you. But I would caution my daughter. Like, if she said to me, or even my son says, look, do you mind if I, my girlfriend comes over? And they're going together. Like, if they were only going together for a month, I said, are you having a laugh? Now, yeah, really yeah, was. but if, they, if they're but in if a they're stable together, relationship. If, if the relationship is serious and they're going together for over a year, a year and a half, or whatever, I'd say, fair enough. But this is my rule. I'm not going to tell you, you're old enough to know the facts of life. 
But I'm telling you now, uh, you play by you play by the rules in this house, and that's it. Now I don't mind, but as I said, would I have peace of mind after that? I think I would because, at the same time, if that was my daughter, but I would caution them to take protection because they're still young. I mean, there's younger people now, and they're pushing plans at 14 years of age. Mm-hmm. Now, as I said, like, and I often wonder why did that ever happen. And in my in the back of my head, it's probably because, you know, parents should never be ashamed or afraid or embarrassed to take their children aside or teenagers and tell them, I mean, the facts of life and what it really means if you get pregnant at 14 or 15. It's, your life's not destroyed, but the dreams that you had... Change you radically, yes. ...are gone. Yeah. So that's, I would have to make that very, very clear. And as I said, like, unfortunately, there is... You know yourself, you say that, I'm not saying every day, you have people, you have wonderful listeners phoning you and telling you the same story over and over. I see it myself. I'm not old school. I'm not like lost in the past or, or, or translation. But definitely today, I see a whole new generation of young people pushing prams. And I often, I often wonder to myself, the future they could have, there is a time, there is a time when, but have life first. Enjoy your life first. Enjoy I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. There was an excuse back in the 70s and 80s for young girls, yes. you know, yes. getting pregnant yes. when we had a lack of contraception. Yes. I don't think we have that excuse before. I'm, I'm, by, the, by the way, can I do, I, do, I do want to mention, by the way, that, you know, let's give young people some credit. There's less 16-year-olds but and 70-year-olds getting I, pregnant now than there was 30 me, years I, ago. I'll I, I just leave you with this. As you were saying to me, Niall, I, I trust, I mean, it was my son or daughter Part of, not because they're part of my life or my genes, and not because I love them, of course you would, but because you have to trust them. And I, I, would, rather, I would rather that they stay in my home than go to a B&B or up a dark alley or in some forgotten field. On the back of a car. Or on like the that. back of a car. Angela, so oh, well, hang, well, hang on. Uh, Angela, that's a fair point, isn't it? Yeah, but then that's kind of a little bit of a contradiction because as Keith was saying there, we're kind of saying, oh, well, yeah, you can stay over because nothing's going to happen yet. We don't want you to book into a hotel and let it happen. Mm. Well, to see the thing about it, if they book into a hotel, you sort of have an idea, well, why are they going to a hotel? But, I mean, what's wrong with my home? I mean, why are they going to a hotel? See, if you want to go to a bar or a pub, but why are they going to a hotel? They're not going to a hotel to make sandwiches and drink Coca-Cola <laughs> all night. <laughs> so come on, use your no. mentality. So I would rather have, now if he said to me, well, like if you don't sandwiches. let him stay there, I'm going to, I'm, we're going to stay in a B&B in a hotel. You know what I mean? For yeah. one night? Now add up, now come on. A two and two comes out, it doesn't come out with eight, it comes out with four. But that's, I mean, yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, that's, that's nearly you giving them permission well, I trust them. Home. I trust them. I trust them. I, you, you mean, anyway. If you don't start trusting your daughter or your son at 17 or 18 years of age, you might as well never trust them for the rest of their lives. But I'm not you, just, the thing is, I'm not just saying at 17 or 18. I don't have kids, Michael. I don't. But if, if I did have kids, I can tell you that they would never share a room with their partners until they're married under my roof. Well, you see, well, you see, this is, a, as Niall was saying, we're living now in a different age. I'm probably older than you, you sound only young. But when I was growing up, we couldn't even go off our road when we were playing because our mum or dad would be looking out through the curtain, oh, he's still on the road, he's fine. We ha- if we had friends, which I did, we, had to be, we were allowed to bring them into our home. It's not because, oh, oh, they're wonderful. It's because deep down in my heart, I knew they wanted to see what they were like, not to weigh them up. But it's, it's, such, a, it's such a different generation now today. And I mean, they, I have all this on, they have all this on the phone now. They have everything on the phone. You don't even have to sit down and tell them anything. They know all the answers. But I think there's a time when, when it comes into your life, when your daughter reaches a certain age, 17, 18, you have to trust. And certainly, well, without I a think, doubt, I would let them stay in my home. Michael, to be very honest, I think that parents nowadays are less trustworthy than our parents were. Because yeah, nowadays, that's the, yeah, I won't argue with you there. You're absolutely. Do you think 100%. so? Yeah. And this is, nowadays, this is the, they, they, they can't like Niall, If you look at it right, going back to when we were like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Where are you going? I'm going out to such and such a house. Okay, so that's grand, right? 
Nowadays, it's like I need to ring her mum. Yeah, but we did. Yeah, but no, no, you're not comparing. Like, like we didn't have the mobile phones. We didn't have yeah. the possibility of ringing somebody's house to find out where you were. We had to trust our children to come back at a certain time, and we had no way of communicating with them well, until they got back. Everyone, yeah, but no, at my age, I'm talking had, about. Everyone had a house phone. They didn't. Not when I was. No, no, no. Sorry, not when no, I was no. young. For the so, well, <laughs> I'm a bit older than you, Angela. No, but Is first of all, we never. We were the first. You know what? Well, Angela. We were the first in my road to have the black and white television. And yeah. I remember... Yeah, the I black remember and white the, television? Yeah, yeah. Jesus, Michael. Coming, yeah, yeah, I remember the neighbours coming in. To watch it. To, <laughs> to watch it. I remember so, we were the first to get a colour telly. We got a Ferguson yeah, well, we 28 in inch. Road. We were the first in my, in my road. But I know it's, get, it's going off. But that, and the neighbours wanted to see, so we'd bring them in. And even when, back then, when we got married, you didn't really go to a hotel. You had the reception back in the home. Maybe some did. We didn't. The ones but that were rich. Said, like, <laughs> but I think we're living in a, we're living in a very, very, I, we're living in a very dangerous age now. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I want to just get back. So, kiss Keith in relation to what Angela was saying that parents, you know, of my time trusted their kids more or less. Sorry, less. Is that is that what you said? Sorry, Angela, I'm, I'm confused now. No, I said back when we were growing up, they trusted us more. Trusted us more. Well, they had to. They had no choice, I believe. But Keith, do you think that parent, parents nowadays have less trust in their children than we had? I definitely wouldn't say that, no. Um, and again, because of the industry that I'm in, I, I meet and greet parents a lot, you know, actually yeah. on, on a daily basis, well, you know. Go okay, go ahead, Angela. Sorry, yeah, go ahead, Keith. Um, and what I see is that they have a much more open and honest relationship and transparent relationship with their parents than what we had years ago. Again, just touching base where you're saying that the subject of sex would have never even came up back then, you know, or, or anything like that, you know, when we were growing up, certainly my generation and yours. But now I definitely think that kids and parents a little bit more transparent and open about yeah, sex and social media. Like, again, even though I don't, I don't have kids, I witness this on a daily basis, is that they do have a much more open friendship with them. And that's a good thing. And again, I think by default, we assume, because of how we were brought up and what was instilled in us growing up, is that we go to default assuming that, nope, they're going to have sex, it's going to be this, she's going to get pregnant, and blah, blah, blah. Whereas what Michael said there, you know, I mean, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen anyway. Like, at 16, they're having sex at 16. You know, they're going to have sex. And if yeah, you but they no, shouldn't, yeah, but they shouldn't really be having... I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a prude. You know, yeah. I, I think I lost my virginity at 16 and a half or 17. I think it was around that, right? So yeah. I, I'm certainly not a prude. And, you know, and the, the statistics bear that out. The statistics suggest that we lose our virginity on average at 16 years of age, which is a yeah. year before we're legally allowed to lose use it. But, of course, the law accepts that the age of 17 for consent, although legally binding, is a guideline. Most people have broken that law. Uh, because most people have had sex under the age of six, under the age yeah, of seventeen. Of but, course. But in in saying that, we're trying to hold off as long as possible. Well, we want our kids, should I say, to hold off as long as possible. We're trying our best to keep them innocent for as long as we possibly can. That's our job, sorry, isn't it? Sorry, but no, it, it, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Michael. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. It is a it's a wonderful in hindsight. It's a wonderful thing to turn around and say, "Well, I wouldn't like my 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 son or my daughter." to start manoeuvring her body or whatever else till she's, till she's older and she gets more, uh, learns more about life. But it, this is a different age now. I mean, yeah. some people... That can't be you. the answer to everything now that, that happens nowadays. So, 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 I, you know what? I, I actually hate with a passion that line. Oh, it's 2021. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know what the year is. <laughs> when I, yeah. I bring up something, some people say to me, but you are living in the past. That was then. This is now. You know, the, I, I understand that, and but there's a lot of good things about the past too. There's a lot of bad things about the past, but there's also a lot of good things about the past. And in a hundred years' time or fifty years' time, we look back at 2021 and say, "Ah, oh, it's 2051 now, or whatever it is." And we look back and we'll say, "Oh, remember they used to do that in 2021? Yeah. Mad people." Just so before, <laughs> just before I go, Niall, yeah. I would definitely, definitely, absolutely, and I put my hand in my heart. I would let them stay in my home. Rather, I would have peace of mind, but, if, you know, like, if it comes to me during the week, but if he said to me to a, a half an hour beforehand, I probably would not be pleased. Okay, well, 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 no, do me a favour, because I know you have to go there, Michael, as well, but I want to go to John as well before I go to break. John, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, John? How you doing again, Niall? Uh, nice to talk to you, John. <laughs> okay, John, angry Christian, obviously conservative. You've heard what Keith says. And, you know, Keith is not some mad libertarian or anything like that. But he said, you know, the world has progressed. Children are different. And we can't deny that. They are different now. They're a lot more educated. They're a little bit more mature than we would have been of mind, certainly. And we need to, you know, give them a little bit of freedom and trust them. 
No, um, I have to say, if I was a parent today, and if I had a son or daughter who was kind of sexually active, there's no way that I'd be saying, yeah, come up to the bedroom there, guys, and have a free-for-all. There's too many consequences to uh, teenage sex today. I mm. mean, again, there you go. If they have a child and they want to go on to college or they want to travel the world, that's it. The life is, it's, I won't say it's ruined, but it's, it's, it's severely curtailed. And, uh, you know, this idea of saying, yeah, yeah, it's grand, you know, this liberal idea of do what you like and say what you want and be free and all that stuff, that's grand. But when they're left with a child, both the man and the woman, you know, they have responsibilities then. They are now parents. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you just can't say, yeah, oh, it's 2021 and you can do this and you can do that, and you know, and there's no consequence over it. You have to look at the consequence. I think that woman said it right there a few minutes ago. She wouldn't have any of that carry on in the house. Mm-hmm. For the, you know, and I wouldn't. Because the carry on. the reason is, well, I but mean, you... <laughs> carrying on. For the simple you... reason is that, the t- you know, like the, the, the man and the woman have to take on responsibilities of what comes afterwards. And that's just the bottom line. But do you see what's happening there? Like, by default, you automatically assumed that not only are they going to have sex, that she's going to get pregnant. I mean, we can't assume that. There's a lot of kids out there that I know are very career orientated, you know, and there are girls out there now, 17, already looking at getting A, the coil, and maybe getting the pill, and having that contraception. No, um, we can't just can charge them all uh, the same brush and just assume that they're going to get pregnant because in your room. Like, there, there are just, kids out there. Yes, yeah, but can I just ask, can I just ask, I don't know what your name, sorry. What's His name, name is Keith. Keith, sorry, can I ask you a simple question here, Keith? Yeah. We, there's plenty of, um, you know, things in the pharmacy you can get to stop, a, you know, a girl from being pregnant. What yeah. happens if they fail? And what she's left with a child. What happens then? Or she's left with a pregnancy. Yep, yeah, but, what the, but that's then? what I'm saying. By default, we're assuming, we're making that false assumption that she's going to be pregnant. They might not have to be having sex in the house. They might just want it's to... It's not, not the natural act of sex. It's, you know, somebody, well, no, not a woman could become pregnant from it. No, not necessarily. But, but the great, I mean, I don't know, Keith, but, but the greatest suspect, if they're 18 years of age and they're in a bed together, you know, they're young, and yeah, they're, and they're, they're hardly going to be just having a little bit of a cuddle. Of course, and I'm, I'm far from... Oh, they're going to be going hammer and tongue or no <laughs> Hammer and but, tongue. But again... <laughs> Come like, on, let's face it. Is, is he using protection? Has he got... No, and I get that, Keith. And, and by the way, you know, just to what John said, John, in relation to contraception, contraception nowadays, if used properly, by the way, you know, be it the coil, be it the yeah. pill, or, uh, you know, condoms or prophylactics, as they call them in America, mm. they are very, very, very reliable if mm-hmm. they're used properly. And, you know, that takes a little bit of education too. And by the way, we should be doing more of that in school and teaching them in school, certainly, you know... How to use the line, them. But that's the line, line, if they're used properly and appropriately. If mm. they're not, there you have the issue that if somebody, uh, you know, uh, if two teenagers get together and they're going to have sex, there is... Well, then maybe be, that's the conversation, John, you should be having with the 17-year-old daughter rather than a conversation about prohibition. Exactly. That no, you should be having a conversation about uh, contraception rather than saying, having a conversation as to why your boyfriend can't sleep over. It's what no, I was I mean, saying earlier no. on about having that conversation with your parents in advance mm. of this happening, you know, and that, that's a conversation that you should be comfortable having with your children. And if you have that boxed off and you speak of contraception and so on and so forth, well, then you should never have that worry. But it gets back to what I said about instilling those values in your children and having an open, transparent relationship with your kids that we didn't have in our generation growing up. And I think that's what we need to be doing is giving them the benefit of the doubt, you know, and having that trust with them because now we can set the standard this can be the new standard. Like, times are moving. I know you don't like that, but they, it, and they're moving at a faster pace than what they did a decade ago. So we need to give these teenagers the benefit of the doubt and show them that we can trust them. And when they see that, that should reflect back then on their morals and their values going forward. Do you accept yeah, that, John? No, I, I don't accept that at all because here's the dinosaur like yourself, Noel. I'm a big dinosaur, as you well know. The fact well, you're a bigger is, dinosaur than me, in fairness. But well. I'm, I'm a massive dinosaur. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm one of those, yeah, the Rex ones, whatever you call them. Yeah. Um, anyway, still didn't die out. No, the, the, the thing about it is, I don't agree with that, because this idea of modern society is moving, you, you're moving so quick, so forward, that you know you can do this, you can do this, and there's no consequences over it. It's a load of rubbish. At the end of the day, you know and I know, if you have sex, if two people have sex, 
there could be the possibility that, that, that they could produce a child from it. Yeah. And that's it. Their lives are now centred around bringing up that child. Whether they like her, both the man and the woman. So, I mean, it's not just a woman thing. It's a man thing as well. I mean, the man has to take on responsibility of any children he puts on the world. And, I mean, if I was a father, that's the first thing I'd be saying to my son or that's the first thing I'd be saying to my daughter. Okay, if you just go out and you have sex or whatever the case may be, you take on the responsibility of what happens afterwards. Yeah, but there's very few, John, but there's very few 17-year-old, 18-year-old boys, particularly, and maybe and girls too, who are not having sex. Very few. That's a yeah. fa- and that's a fact of life. So can I give yeah. a hypothetical, just as a hypothetical to John, right? And that's yeah, all go ahead. So your daughter comes home, or my daughter comes home, for fucking sake, right, and says, oh, you know, can, you know, Paul stay over tonight? They're going out each other a year, and I say, no, because my moral compass won't allow that to happen. I don't care whether you each other a year, not that kind of stuff. Just, oh, but he just wants to stay over, you know, we're seeing each other a year, and blah, blah, blah. And I say, no. Bottom line. But that, no. I said, no, it's not happening. Forget about it. You're not having sex under my roof. And she gets pissy and snotty and everything else. Two yeah. months later, she comes back in and says, I'm pregnant. And then I said, what do you mean you're pregnant? Well, we're pregnant. Uh, we, you and me had a fight. He put his arms around me. Tommy, everything's all right. He's going to get me a house and all the rest and blah, 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 blah. And we're going to move in together and everything else because I pushed her away. And as a result then, I brought them closer. And they went off and got a B, B and B. And she had sex. And all she of a pregnant. she's pregnant. Out of hate for me. And again, it's only a hypothetical, but it can happen. You know, and I get why you're fathers want to be protective of the daughter. She could go off and have a child out of spite. Well, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he means no. out of spite, but no, may, no. maybe, you know, out of irresponsibility in some way. Yeah, because she's like, she might turn around and say, oh, well, fuck you. I'll get a hotel and stay in a hotel. And next thing she goes out there and she goes mad and thinks, right, forget it. Or, you know, we haven't got time. The shop is closed. I'm not queuing up at the hatch for the garage to get condoms. Let's go. We'll be all right. I'll get the morning after pill. And all of a sudden, all sorts of stupidity kick in. Whereas you can you can start instilling that in them. Say, okay, look, you know what? You have the house. I'm going to go down to my mate for a few hours. I'm going to have a drink or just catch up with everyone else. I'll be back at 12 o'clock and that's it. And do, it do what you need to do. Well, do, it, yeah. do me a favor because I, want, I need to get Carol in just before I go to the break. Now, Carol, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Carol? Oh, nine. I'm nine to talk right. Right. I totally <laughs> agree. Um, the two gentlemen, I can't remember your name. John, Keith, uh, Keith and the dinosaur is John. <laughs> All right, okay. Okay. See, the thing is, right, now, I have two kids. Yeah, Rex. Yeah. Well, I have two kids, and um, I, you know, Niall, that I, I don't have my kids. I, I spoke to you about that before. Okay. And I haven't had them. So my children grew up with my, my ex-husband, and one good thing I did was choose a decent father for my children. Yes. So both Richard and I had the exact same outlook on life as far as everything like that was concerned. Moral values, etc. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know what you, you, you know what you want from life. You know what you're going to work for. Yada, yada, yada. And what we wanted our kids to do, go to uni and all that yeah. kind of thing. But um, because we separated, I ended up living in the city. So for any child coming into the city when they're 14 and 15 and whatever, it's like, because he lives out, let's say, in the countryside, just outside Edinburgh. I'm telling you now, they're doing it, and they're doing it up alleys. I caught my son, and I swear to God, I nearly, I nearly killed How him. How old was he? He was 16. Um, and you caught him? Oh, I'd be mortified. I caught him. Well, I caught him necking her. There was a, this pub. Necking her? <laughs> Wait. It's hard to be a sin in the world. Hey, boys. <laughs> what, 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 what was he doing to her? They were kissing and he was starting start to get... Where, where I was, we were in a bar across the road. Right. Now, he wasn't drinking and neither was she. Right. And um, I I knew they were going out together for ages. I mean, from primary school and all that kind of thing. But, um, and Lachlan knew, I mean, I'm, I'm what you would call, I guess, I, I've called myself a cool mom. Okay. But I have limits. So what I instilled in my children when I sat down and spoke to them was respect. And Lachlan, Nick and that girl, to me, in an alley just around the corner from the pub, like, they had, like, this outside door, out- outdoors kind of... Classy. Yeah, go on, yeah. <laughs> no, you could bring your dog. <laughs> so, um, so I caught him around the corner. I was like, yeah, you know what? So I dragged him across the road, and I sat him down in my, my flat, which was just across the road from the pub. I said, what the hell were you doing? You know what I mean? Just, 
what did I teach you? What did I bring you up as? Respect, Lachlan, respect. You have a sister. Would you like your sister to be down and alley with a fellow? What would you do? Right, Mom. Mm. I said, right, if you want me to stay here, you can stay here. Um, but we'll plan it now for next weekend, okay? And but you're not to be doing anything down there. Down lanes. Yeah. I yeah. So I get the point. So the point you're making okay. is that we're going to do it anyway. So you might as well no, let them do it supervised well, within reason. Because they're, yeah, because they're going to do it anyway is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Well, I, hold on, because uh, Carol, I'm I'm being really rude because I'm running out of time. But you want John? You want to say something quickly to Carol? Go on. And that lady's question. There lies the there there lies the problem completely. Because at the end of the day, if in the case that I had um, a daughter or son who was engaging in sex and they were going, you know, I'm going to do her anyway, blah, blah. I would simply sit down and just say, OK, you want to do it. You fire ahead. But make sure you take on the consequences oh, that's exactly afterwards. exactly what I did. Well, that's exactly what she did. Actually, do me a favour. Carol and John, stay there. Uh, and thank you very much, Keith. Carol and John, just stay there because obviously you inherently disagree with each other. Uh, and I want you to both to stay there until just after the break, if you can, if you have the time. Uh, and before we move on to the next hammock, I'll finish the conversation with you rather than being rude and couldn't you sure. But I have to go to a break. All right, some interesting text coming in. Somebody mentions here as well, what would you do as a parent if you discovered that your teenager was into kinky and rough sex? I'm a devastated parent. My teen has a better sex life than me. Well, actually, you know what? In our next topic... I was going to read out this email in a few minutes, by the way, in relation to a woman who sent in an email uh, about um, sex or about the kind of sex life she's having with her partner. And we kind of, that'll delve into that, certainly, because she wants it a bit rougher and sexier and he's just not into it. He's like a starfish. Uh, anyway, getting, getting back to Carol and John. Um, John, I understand. I, I think it's time sometimes that myself and yourself, uh, more so you than me, by the way, because I'm more willing to listen sometimes than you are. But I think uh-huh. it's time that we, we kind of let go of the past a little bit. I know you can hang on to your moral values, and, and you should, and I will. But Carol is kind of right in saying, I'd much rather they do it in the apartment than up a lane if they're doing it up a lane. They shouldn't have been doing it up a lane in the first place. No, but well, not in the lane. It was just uh, like around the, the corner. In, in anyway, yeah, it was out. Yeah, no, I get see, you. What, what I'm saying in this in, in this regard is that you have to st- instill in your children that okay, if you're going to you know basically you. go out and have sex, or you're going to fly yeah. in the face of your parents and all the rest of it, and give the two fingers and say you're you know you're mature to do this that and you know. You know, okay, you can't stop them they because are, if they go, I did it, John. You know what I mean? We all, yeah, did it. I, I know, but no you can't stop. Tell me anything. Yeah, but the thing is, you can't stop them. But what you can do, say, what you can say to them the following day is, okay, you have had sex. Uh, you know, well, whether it's the laneway, or it's a hotel room, wherever it is, doesn't matter. The fact is, you can say, right now, you have to take on the consequences of that, and I am not picking up your pieces. And well, that, that means that if you're going to have a child. You have to look, you and that fella have to look, you and your boyfriend have to look after the needs of that child going forward. And you can't be putting her upon her onto somebody else. So would you, by the way, if they they were your kids, John, and they, you know, and she got pregnant and she was having a child, would you chuck them out of the house and say you're on your own now, you're on your own? No, I, I, I think, yeah, I would. I'd be, I feel that strong about it. Yeah, I would say, yeah, listen, I will not be supporting you on it. No. I know that sounds heartless, but... That's okay, Carol, I mean, you've heard you know, what John said, you know, that he wouldn't be supporting them. Religion or something, John? Is it your religion or is it just your moral? I mean, no, no, it, it, it's just that, you know, in life people say, you know, oh, I'm mature to do this. You know, teenagers will say I'm mature to Did do this. Did you do that? Did you, were you like that as a teenager? No, I'm very cautious most of the time. So yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. very cautious as well, but I mean, yeah. I'm no, asking you, I'm did saying, you do your no, own thing? What I'm saying to you there, uh, Carol, isn't it? It is, Carol, yeah. Yeah. What I'm saying to you, Carol, is when you you take on something in life, you take on the responsibility of that action in life. So let's say for argument's sake. What I'm trying to say is I've had that talk with my children from, like, when they were four, I, I started to tell them about the fact Well, that life. would have been too early to talk to any child about no, sex at four years of age. For, no, it would, I didn't say it like that. I just obviously said it like they were children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mommy and daddy love each other. No, they, because it's, it's even back then in 95, 90, 2000, it was, the world was starting to change completely. And 
I, uh, I remember my children's teacher asking me, and I'm sure lots of mothers say this, what do you want your children to be when they grow up? Happy. So I want my children to be happy, and I know that they're going to so change are the you way I but you, Yeah, but you don't want, yeah, but for your children yeah, to be happy, they have to be successful. Uh, they I, have to yeah. be in a stable relationship or be, be stable financially. So and with happiness, there comes a lot of little caveats as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. can I just but say happiness there, I, I, I'm talking about as in you, you, when you when you make your mind up, you come to me. My children have always called me or came to me with problems, especially my son. My son can tell me anything and he has to look after himself contraceptive wise. And I spoke to his, his, his girlfriend as well and she has spoken to her mother about it. And so it was fine. Both of them. And my son has never not used contraception. And that's him telling me that. Okay, yeah, sorry, John. Just finally, John, because yeah, I have to wrap it up. Yeah, I just, want to, I just want to say something there to Carol. She's on about, you know, children should be happy or teenagers should be happy. So if a teenager has a child that, let's say... No. No, no, hang on. No, no, let him finish. Let him finish. Let me finish the point. Let me finish the point before you step in there. As Maliki would say, let me make my point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Maliki. Now, basically, I mean, if you're talking about happiness of a teenager and a child, if that child or that teenager has a has a pregnancy at, at a young age, I, and uh, are you going to tell me now that that child is going to be happy with that pregnancy going forward? Seeing no, our friends or his no, friends going to college or going to away or you know you're going John, abroad or something like that? No offense, John, but you obviously haven't had this conversation with your children. He, he doesn't I, have, I children. Don't have children. I don't right, have children. Well, you don't. How can you even talk about it? Ah, it's Carol, that's everybody has an opinion. Yeah, and Carol. I mean, he, I'm sure he has nieces and nephews, and he was a child once himself and had parents. So this idea that you can't talk about children just because you don't have no, any. No, no, I, I do. I do get maybe there's a bit more experience when you've had your own. Yeah. Yes. No, the point doesn't change. Well, no, okay, well, no his views don't change. Okay, well, good. Right, well, my point is my children are now 25 and 26, okay? Yeah. And not one of them has, has gotten anyone pregnant, and not one of them has gotten pregnant. My daughter works in Paris in a bank and lives in Paris. She has a fantastic life. I don't even think Albany wants children. And then my son... He's still studying in um, Queen Margaret. He, he, he does drama and, and uh, media studies. And he's as happy as Larry. And he's in a relationship. Sounds like the perfect family. Well, no, believe you me, John, it is not a perfect family. Um, I don't think there's any such thing as the perfect family, but what? Yeah. No, no. You know, it I sounds like it sounds Well, they're doing well and they're successful. And well done to you, Carol. And well done to your ex-husband as well, because obviously you've done a very good job raising and parenting your children. But listen, lads and ladies, I have to leave that at that because otherwise I will not have time to do anything else. So thank you very much indeed, even though you both inherently disagree with each other. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.